This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2. Listen to us on all the great ESPN stations across the country. ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and you can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. The call there, courtesy of ESPN Radio. We have all the baseball playoffs on for you. The Phillies up 2-1 in their series. The Astros and the Diamondbacks advance. Good morning, Michelle Smallman. Chris Canty, I am Evan Cohen. And we have a box in front of us. Yes, I'm trying to figure out what is going on in the studio right now. What's what, in what the do we box? Have here? What's going on with the box? Do we want to do an unboxing right away here? Yeah, I, I feel like we have to do the big reveal because we had this huge box standing in the middle of my you shot. You want to do it? You want me to do it? No, you can do it. It's in the middle of my shot, though. It's, it's, it, it, it's taking away it really from the is. aesthetic. Okay. I don't like it. And he's got a great shirt on exactly. today. Thank America you. needs I, to see I this. I appreciate the compliments, Mom. Thank you. She was talking to me. Um, so yes. no car it's sales, but she wasn't there. talking to you. Oh, stop. This is a nice shirt today. You don't think so? So says you. <laughs> I can't wait on my dress code. Well, this is from us. You know, we said it's we are. from us? No, I'm sorry. For us. <laughs> That'd be weird. We said it to ourselves. For uh, us, from us. It's like sharing clueless, you know, when you send yeah. yourself flowers and candies. Yeah, wow. Yeah. What a reference. Great mm-hmm. job. Thank you. Um, we have said that we are very appreciative of all the ESPN stations we are on across the country, hundreds mm-hmm. of them, and we want to rep you. We want to rep you right, and feel mm-hmm. free to send us stuff, and we can rep you. So this is the first station. It's ESPN Radio in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Ooh. Shout out to everybody in ES, at ESPN Radio in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. And that's Sherry and Wade and the entire team there, Tommy O. And this is ESPN uh, Beaver Dam 1430 sweatshirts. All right. This Love is it. awesome. So this one is a triple XL. I'm going to guess that's yours. <laughs> triple XL. Triple I'm XL. looking at it. This yeah. might be... Just want to make sure. Okay, triple XL. Okay, I'm not this is make XL. This work. So this I'm is me, and then work. Smalls, whatever this one is. I'm assuming it's go. yours hey. here. So this is a uh, a small. Yes, all right. Small for go. Smalls. Thank so thank you. And by the way, all of our great ESPN wow. stations across the country. Look Ooh. at the promotion that ESPN Radio in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, is getting right now on Wisconsin. There love we it. go. Ooh, this love is great material. Good looking out, Beaver Dam. We appreciate y'all. Thank you. We love looking. you, Good Beaver looking, Dam. good looking. So uh, our buddy Pat Costello, producer of the show, very happy last night with his Phillies and their dominant victory over the Atlanta Braves. Um, here, by the way, is $5. I had I didn't have uh, – There we go. Well, there it's we amazing. Go. It, wasn't not, it was not given in the production there, which I'm very disappointed, but I'm putting $5 in our um, – Bad take jar. Bad take go. jar. Go. Thank you, Cece. Jar. I got you. Because I said – Jar. I said <laughs> Dodgers are going five. Uh-huh. <laughs> that didn't happen. I said the Braves and Phillies, done. Braves are going to roll now. Yep. Now, the Braves still could win this series – but they're not going to roll. <laughs> they're certainly not going to roll. So I'm going to give myself one bad take, paying ahead for another, and I didn't have singles. So I have three, yeah, three additional ones in there. I got you. But the story of the night, Dodgers uh, get eliminated, which we're going to get to. Astros eliminate the Twins. We kind of did that yesterday. We assumed that, that was going to happen. Yeah. But the Phillies destroying the, Ash- the, the Braves here, 10-2, Bryce Harper, two home runs. And Smalls, you know what? We talk about athletes living up to the hype. Outside of LeBron James, is there an athlete that has lived up to the hype more than Bryce Harper? This guy was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at, what, 15, 16 years old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He should be the face of baseball. And he, he should be marketed that way. He's got the standard down with Orlando Arcia, which we'll get to with the Braves. But, my God, was he awesome last night. 
And he's one of those players that when you you push his buttons, he responds. And that's part of his greatness, right? That's something like when LeBron, when you doubt LeBron, he's going to make you pay, right? Mm -hmm. And not every athlete can rise to the moment and rise to criticism or rise to taunting like we saw Harper do with Arcia. No stage is too big for this guy. He is one of the faces of baseball, but you're right. Baseball should round the wagons and be like, we need Bryce Harper on every single show in America. We need to push him out. But that's one of my big criticisms about baseball is they don't do a great job in marketing their stars. This guy is tailor-made to be a star. He is a star. And Philly is the perfect place for him. He might have been born in Las Vegas. Bryce Harper was meant to play in Philadelphia. (laughs) I mean, is there any bigger rock star that's at the concert than him? Like that's, I always say that Dion has the biggest, the best club in America in Colorado. Citizens Bank Park is the best club to be at right now. And Bryce Harper loves the stage. And speaking of Coach Prime, I mean, you knew that the Phillies were going to do damage when (laughs) Castellanos and Bryce Harper roll up to Citizens Bank Park with the Coach Prime swag. You got a ball when you show up to the game like that. Oh, it's over. You have the ball. And here's the they thing. They made it personal. Exactly. And you know what? And this, this is what we always talk about with athletes and motivation, right? Any little thing can set a guy off. So we know how embarrassing it was for Bryce Harper for the game to end that way. Phillies fans let him hear it. Rob Thompson did him no favors in terms of trying to defend the base running gaff. Yeah. But then to get word that Orlando Arcia was chirping in the locker room after their comeback win in game two, saying, attaboy, Bryce Harper, and all of those other things. Like, for Bryce to use that and put that chip on his shoulder and channel it into having the performance that he did last night is nothing short of of magnificent. We always talk about competitive greatness, and that is it on full display right there. And so I, I think that was the game that that's ultimately going to decide this series. I just can't see the Atlanta Braves getting off the mat from that. Now, as far as – Oh, Bryce, you may have a bad take then in the bad take jar. Yeah, I, 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 don't see, I, I don't see the Braves getting off the mat, man. Okay. I, I just yeah. don't. I mean, There's listen, the, the Braves are an offensive-driven team. Brian Snicker said as much post game. Like, this is a team that relied on slug. They're the first team in baseball to have a slugging percentage of over 500 for an entirety of a season. And yet they have three extra brace hits in the first three games of this series compared to the Phillies having 13. So, yeah, I, I think this is over with. I mean, we're just waiting to get the postmortem and see the dead body. But this is <laughs> over with for the Atlanta Braves. Now it's just a matter of projecting how deep can the Phillies go. And Bryce Harper is going to be the person that everybody circles because we want to see him live up to the promise on the biggest stage that the game has to offer. Remember how things went down in Washington? He left in free agency the year after that. The Nationals won a title. Yep. So this is a matter of not only having the individual success, but having that translate into your team winning at the highest level. You know, there's the interesting backstory about Arcia and the attaboy Bryce. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Buster Only, ESPN MLB Insider Baseball Tonight on ESPN Radio, told an interesting story about this. And maybe it's kind of not true, but is true. Let's take a listen. There's a report that Orlando Arcia in the clubhouse after game two, after Harper was doubled off in the game, was saying, attaboy, Harper. Now, I've never heard Orlando Arcia speak English <laughs> on his own when he's in the clubhouse, okay? Right. There are actually questions about whether or not this is true. But you know what? You saw the Michael Jordan documentary. An elite <laughs> athlete like a Michael Jordan, like a Bryce Harper, if you can find a sliver of something that you can be offended by, take it out on the other team, you're going to do it. Bryce Harper did that tonight. So I just all I clear. keep hearing in my Bradford head. Bradford Smith. Yeah. And then it became I, personal. I, I, that's <laughs> all I keep hearing in my head when I just saw that from Bryce like, Harper watching the, the iPad. I, I, took, I took that personal. I took that personal. <laughs> but the, the, he just basically compared it to when Michael against Washington at the time made up something that then 
Washington guard LeBradford Smith said, which she never said. And so maybe they're making up that Arcia actually said that, which is just amazing. Bryce Harper, unbelievable. Now, wait, real quick, just yeah. to be clear, Orlando Arcia did say this after the game last night. He was like, we didn't want this to leave the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And Travis Darno was like, well, we're, this is why nobody talks to the media because we didn't want this to get out. Right, so like, he did say story, it. No, but, no, no, better, but, better this way. But, but no, but it did happen. And I guess the whole point is if you're Orlando Arcia and you know that the reporters are walking around in the clubhouse, maybe you don't want to let something like this get out. Maybe you don't want to say that in their presence because we know as athletes, everything is on the record when the media is in the clubhouse or the locker room. Whether you're talking directly to them or not, anything that they overhear, anything that's said within earshot can be used against you. Like that's, that's how this works. And so. Maybe, just maybe, there are a lot of Atlanta Braves fans waking up this morning saying, what the hell did you do, Orlando RC? You just cost us a chance to go to the CS. And the Braves had woken up. They had a real opportunity to put the Phillies to sleep. And you give Bryce Harper motivation like that. You always talk about a force multiplier. Yeah. Is Bryce Harper not the personification of a force oh, no multiplier? Doubt. No doubt. He needed to. He, they were at home. He had that one comment that he used to fuel him, and he's got moonshots left and right, and his team is rallying behind him. It was amazing. So the other big game last night, I mean, Astros won again 3-1 in that series. They Ooh. win. But the Dodgers get eliminated. This is the third straight year. The the Dodgers have been elite, eliminated by a team that has 15 or more less wins than them in the regular season, which is an unbelievable stat that you could even have that much of a differential in terms of postseason teams. Dave Roberts, their manager, discussed it last night after getting eliminated by the Diamondbacks. You know, honestly, I, I can't even, you know, there's some things with the format that, you know, people can dissect or whatever. But the bottom line is that, um, you know, the last two years we've got outplayed in the postseason. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it was a seven-game series. You know, we lost the first three games. And so, um, for me, I've got to do a better job of, you know, figuring out a way to get our guys prepared for the postseason. And so, I'll own that. You know, I think we got great players. You know, I've got to figure out a way to, you know, get these guys prepared for whatever format, whatever series. So, yeah, the regular season, I think we do a great job. But, um, you know, the last couple postseasons, uh, it just hasn't gone well for us. And so, you know, I got to figure it out. Yeah, bringing up the format, I'm sure he was asked about it. Probably uh. probably want to avoid that. But a very interesting tweet by Jeff Passan, <laughs> uh, ESPN MLB insider. This October, by regular season wins, 104, Atlanta is down 2-1 in the NLDS. 101, Baltimore swept. 100, the, um, the Dodgers swept. 99, Tampa swept. 92, Milwaukee swept. 90, Houston and Texas, they're in the ALCS. Philly, one win away from the NLCS. 84, Arizona in the NLCS. CC, I don't know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to lose in the regular season? So, hey, we're, we have less wins, so we don't have a big disappointment? I don't know what's going on here in Major League Baseball. Yeah, Braves, Orioles, maybe they have a legitimate gripe, but the Dodgers don't. I mean, the Dodgers getting bounced early in the postseason. Water is wet. That that has been the story of L.A. baseball for the last decade. So they can't blame the format on all of that because this format is relatively new. Like, we've only been test driving this thing for the last three or, three or so odd seasons. Can you explain all of the other seasons, all of the other postseasons that ended prematurely other than the World Series title that they had in the COVID-shortened year? No. Right. You can't explain it. So, no, I don't – Mookie Badge, Freddie Freeman, y'all got to miss me with that. Like, you guys would have combined one of 21 in this series. Like, you, you I don't want to hear you make excuses as to why you keep coming up short 
when this has been a pattern for this team over the last decade. Like, I, I just can't buy into that. Something's going on there. I don't know whether it's the manager. I don't know. It's just how the club scouts well, let me go and the there. players that they put together. But is it the manager? Well, well that, that's a question that you have to ask. I mean, that's that's. I mean, we have to look at it that way with the payroll that the Dodgers have, with the players that they've been able to acquire. They, they've got to get more tangible results. This is a team that shouldn't be losing in the in the DS. It shouldn't be a situation where you're talking about them not getting to the championship series after they put together the regular season that we saw. I, I, it happens every single year, and at this point, we got a question whether or not the Dodgers need to make significant changes in order for them to get back to the World Series. They have been one of the most successful franchises over the past decade. But just to put an exclamation point on what you just outlined, CeCe, the Dodgers won 100-plus games in 2019, 2021, 2022, and 2023, and they were eliminated in their first playoff series in all of those years. 2021, they went down in the CS, and we know they won in the truncated pandemic year. But this is not... Just that their pitching was decimated. This is not a format situation. This is a problem that the Dodgers have been dealing with for at least five years. All right, coming up. It is Thursday, which means we got some Thursday night football. Is this the last game of the Denver Broncos as we currently know them? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. You can watch us on ESPN2. Listen to us on all of our great stations across the country, including ESPN Radio in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, 1430. Sweatshirt displayed. Yeah. First station to step up and send us the swag to display. First one. Shout out Beaver Dam. Yeah, they get Shout the credit. Shout out to Beaver Dam. They get the uh, prominent placing here on the table. Uh, tonight, we have Thursday Night Football. One in four Denver Broncos. What? Four, what, what happened? I'm just trying to be an adult right now, guys. Don't mind me. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm a child. I, I don't even. I'm, I'm not, a child. I'm not smart enough to even understand what you're referencing. No, I'm, I'm not going to ask a follow-up. I, I appreciate the swag from Beaver Dam. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I appreciate the swag. I, now, I'm excited about the swag. I actually have a hoodie that fits me. That's awesome. The fabric's outstanding. Yeah. 3X, X or L. I, I'm trending more towards the L. And then S over there. So there we go. Small. Small for smalls. Um, CC, when are we going to sleepy tonight? I want the CC bedtime. Is this going to be a game between Denver and Kansas City? Does it matter if Kelsey plays relative to when it's a game? Because Chris Canty is going to provide us all across the country our bedtime tonight. 
Because if it's a blowout in the okay. third, you could put us to sleep. So, yeah, so he's yeah. our bedtime czar? Yeah. Yeah, well, here's the thing. This is a division game, so they're always more closely contested than mm-hmm. we think they should. And okay. if you go back to last year, there was the game in Denver where I believe the Broncos were down by as much as three touchdowns, and they ended up coming back and making it a one-possession game. Now, I, I don't think that the Broncos have a chance at making this competitive. So if we've got an 8-15 kickoff, I'm going to say I can go to bed comfortably <laughs> At 10 o'clock? Oh, okay. I think third 10 quarter. o'clock, yeah. Okay. Early third quarter, I think we can go ahead and shut this thing down. I can be well-rested when I come in here tomorrow for a football Friday. Love it. Because the Broncos aren't going to make this competitive. And everybody wants to talk about how it's not all Russell's, Wilson's fault, and he's not the problem. And the biggest issue with that logic is that Russell Wilson getting paid $48.5 million a year is supposed to be a part of the solution. He's supposed to provide some answers for the franchise. He's supposed to help Sean Payton master deficiencies that they might have on the defensive side of the ball, overcome some of the injuries that they had on the offensive side of the ball, and he has yet to do that. So that's my biggest issue when it comes to Russ. Maybe the numbers don't look bad, but if you turn on the tape and you watch him when it comes to being able to play complementary football, when it comes to being able to sustain drives to keep your defense from being exposed, when it comes to capitalizing on scoring opportunities, when you you get the ball in plus territory. Russell Wilson hasn't done any of those things at a high level, and that is the biggest problem. And that's, quite frankly, the biggest difference in Denver Broncos' Russ versus Seattle Seahawks' Russ. I'm glad you brought up the numbers because Evans pointed this out a lot, that the numbers for Russ aren't as bad as we expected them to be, but yet the results are not there. So I had a revelation yesterday, and I Uh don't want to admit this publicly, so I'm going to do it on uh, national radio and television as a result. I have been hyping that up. And then I saw a stat where Justin Fields, I think, is second in the NFL, tied with Russell Wilson for touchdown passes. And then I realized, well, when you're down a lot of points, you throw the ball a lot. And so what I need to understand is when those Russell Wilson touchdown passes actually happen and how many times were they actually in the game that he's throwing the touchdowns. In other words, if you're down 70 to 13 and you throw a (laughs) touchdown, not the biggest of deals. But here's the thing. The question has been out there, is this the last night of the Broncos that we know them? Like, are they going to start to make the changes that we've all thought about that maybe they could make, whether it's Russell Wilson, whether it's Jerry Judy, their wide receiver, anybody else? I think no, and the only reason I say that is because they play on Sunday, October 22nd after this. They do have the 10 days, and then they play again on the 29th. The trade deadline is the 31st. That weekend of the trade deadline, they have their bye. So it would probably make sense for them to wait a little bit longer, make any moves on the 30th or 31st, have the week off to adjust with new players or whatever it is, and then go at it. So I I actually think, no, this is not going to be the last night. That CC, I know, does not like the way they play, doesn't think they have a future. I think you're going to have to endure, endure more of this for at least one or two more weeks, potentially. Well, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. What I will say is, anytime you're going to make significant changes like that, you got to have extra time to be able to do it. So... There is the natural opportunity when you have a short week. You've got that long that that long weekend, that mini buy that everybody talks about. So mm-hmm. you've got ten days between that game and the next week's game. And so I think if Sean Payton wanted to make a switch at quarterback, or he wanted to sit a guy down to try to offload him because this team is going nowhere, maybe trade a guy and bring some draft picks back so you can continue to rebuild. I think that would make some sense. Um, there's also the bye week, like Ev pointed out, their bye week is in week nine, so not that far off. So I do think there are opportunities throughout the course of the next month or so where we could see significant changes. But here's the one thing we have to keep in mind with Russell Wilson. His contract guarantees $37 million for 2025 
on the fifth day of the league year in 2024. So that means that the Denver Broncos are going to move off of Russell Wilson after this season. They've got to be able to cut bait with him pretty early in the offseason. And I only bring that up because if Russell Wilson, for whatever reason, is not healthy enough to pass a physical, then the Broncos would be on the hook for not only his salary for 2024, but $37 million of his salary in 2025. I don't think that's the route they want to go. And that's why I think there is the potential to have a quick hook on Russell Wilson this season if things continue to go off track. If they get beat pillar to post like we're all expecting, mm-hmm. I do think that's a real conversation happening in Denver tomorrow morning. What do you think his future is going to look like then if they move on from him? What, I, do, you, what do you think I the future think for Russell be a Wilson starter. is? I still, but in your, I still think he could be a, star, a starter. But in your scenario, what I would envision then happening is this conversation of we're going to go with Jared Stidham as our starter. It's just not working out. That feels like he's going to go home and not be heard from for the next few months, kind yeah, of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that then becomes even more dramatic right. than it already is. I still think they're going to try to make this work because I just think that they have to have a few more weeks of trying to make this work here. I understand that most have already deemed it's not going to work and yeah. it's not going to work long term. But for the rest of the season, maybe they try to make it work. I do wonder if they do some sort of restructuring. And restructuring in the NFL basically means, here, we're going to pay you a lot of money up front for us to restructure everything like they did with Randy Gregory. Would there be, now with the Niners, would there be a team right this second that if somehow, some way, money would work that would take him? Trade for him? No. No. You Nobody? No. Who's going to take the contract? No, I'm saying if they could figure that out somehow. You know, I, I mean, but, but and it's it, a reasonable contract, let's say. And the yeah, Broncos yeah. are paying most of it. Just to get him off the books, to kind of move on. Is there a team that you could say, all things being equal, I'm saying. Yeah. Is there anybody that would say, sure, I'll give him a mid-round pick? I don't know. Based on Ev, everything we've Ev, heard from yeah. his teammates and what we know, know about what he did in, in Denver last year, do you really think that that's the type of person you want to bring in? You know, it seems like more of a project to me. Yeah, I, I don't know about that, Ev. I, I just, I, I don't know that there's enough tangible evidence out there that Russell Wilson is still a good football player. So I, he's, I he's on that list. Because we talk about the numbers, 11 touchdowns, only two interceptions. He's got 67 completion percentage. But if you look at it, he's 22nd in QBR. 22nd. So that's bottom third of the league. That's where Russell Wilson is right now. That's who he is as a quarterback. That is reflective of his impact on your team winning. Why would you want to bring that in? Why I, I don't think it represents a clear and obvious upgrade at the quarterback position for most teams. Now, if you're somebody like the New York Jets, do you consider Russell Wilson? No, on they a, would never do that. That, that, that. That's my point. Because of who their quarterback actually but, but, is. But I, guess, but I guess that's my point, though. It's like those are the teams that you would be talking about, teams that are on backup quarterbacks that need a bridge to get back to whatever their long-term plan is. Like the Indianapolis Colts, if Anthony Richardson is out for you know an extended period of time, they, they've already said that they want to be conservative with how they, um, they rehab him in the timeline because of what happened with Andrew Luck. Is Russell Wilson an option for them? Maybe, but it just depends on the money. And based on where they're at with program building, what will be the urgency to bring in a Russell Wilson? You just don't have it, right? The teams that are contenders, they're not looking at Russell Wilson. The teams that are not contenders, they're like, why am I bringing this guy in my locker room if I'm not going to do high-level winning this year anyway? It doesn't feel like there is a natural place for Russell Wilson to move at the trade deadline or, you know, or, or, or – 
even after the trade deadline in the offseason, it just doesn't feel like there's that team that would be a buyer for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the fascinating aspect of what's happened over the last two years after he got traded from Seattle to Denver. Uh, I would 100% take him on the Pats over Matt Jones, but obviously we're saying all things be equal with the money. It's not going to be any better. No, I, I and it's fair to say that. But he now, based on what you're saying, he's on that list with a guy like James Harden that is clearly a star that no one wants. But is no, he no, 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 he's not a star. He's is not he a star. star? No, 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 he's star. not a star. James Harden dialed. Like, listen, in the Eastern Conference semis, James Harden dialed it up. Joel Embiid out game one against the Celtics and drops 40-plus points. Like, James Harden and then can, after that, Yeah, but then after that, he disappeared. But I guess my point is this. James Harden can dial it up every now and again. Russell Wilson can't dial nothing up. Well, then you that, that Russell, is on another Russell level Wilson of writing him off. Russell yeah. Wilson can't summon the greatness that we saw from him in Seattle anymore. He's just not that quarterback. And as he continues to get older, he's in his mid-30s, it's less and less likely that we see him have those turn-back-the-clock moments, which is why – I think Denver could, and Sean Payton would ultimately move off of him sooner rather than later. Well, then tomorrow's going to be an ugly day for Russell Wilson because yeah. what's going to happen if he doesn't yeah. play well tonight, standalone, all of us talking Ooh. about it, oh boy. Ooh. Oh boy. <laughs> Coming Ooh. up next, someone on this show said that Sunday will be Kirk Cousins' last game as a Viking. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Have we ever figured out who was the Minnesota Viking that was dating Lizzo? I looked it up. I don't want to speculate. Who she was referencing? If you look it up. Their names that are mentioned, yeah. I don't necessarily want to throw them out there okay. necessarily, but yeah, there are names Yeah, that you are don't mentioned. want to ruin somebody's happy home right now, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> right. spreading rumors right. on a national radio show. Yeah. <laughs> We're not trying to take down a happy home. All of a sudden, I'm the cautious one. Who would have thought <laughs> after being shamed by Michelle Smallman? For? Not drinking. And Nuno, our producer, like, hey, didn't you go to Wisconsin? You didn't drink? No, I don't drink. I'm sorry. And I did go to Wisconsin. How did that work? Okay, yeah. now how did that yeah. work? Like, I you're mean, going to games at Camp Randall Stadium and you're not going to have a beer? Madison is an unbelievable party town. Yeah, I don't know if I would have been able to trust you in college. 
As opposed to now? I, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, now, you know, we're now adults. Now you're adult. People, you yeah. have some restraint. I get that. But not having a beer at a football game? In Wisconsin. In the Big Ten? Well, I was working. Right. Wisconsin? Now, to be fair, I was working during that time. Oh, I was doing Evan. student radio no, 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 and student no. newspaper. I mean, how would they have existed without me in that spot? Wow. But, I no, I went out. I would go out on Friday night, Saturday night with everybody else. So I when people would go out and, and have keggers, what would you do when you were there? Yeah, did you bring Check your own? Twitter? Did you bring your own <laughs> bottled water, Ev, to probably, the party? Probably. Probably, I probably. Like, I, I don't even understand how oh, that I don't works. Need, I don't need a beer. I got my Nalgene. So you're coming out to hang out with us when we're having beers, and you're gonna watch us drink? Yeah, it wasn't know. always the most fun. Mm, I feel like I feel like. Yeah, I mean, that gives me snitch vibes, Smalls. Oh, 100 like, percent because he's gonna remember everything. He's gonna with turn a crystal us clear mind. Crystal clear mind. Campus oh. security. Yeah, I saw them doing underage drinking at this frat house. Oh, Come I on, have man. a vivid memory. I'm not gonna name a name. <laughs> oh god, of a former football player getting arrested right next to me. I, I didn't snitch. Don't worry. But I literally. <laughs> I mean, I, I am. I am now. I guess I am right, right this second. Right. As we're talking about it on national radio and television. Wow. No, I've just. I've never been a drinker. So what but, did you say, officer? You could test no, no, me. I'm, I'm, I'm clean as I'm, a whistle. I've always wanted that. Yeah. Like, come on, test me because I'm clean as a whistle. Exactly right. But yeah, there have been people who have said to me. It's unfair that I went to the University of Wisconsin and I wasted a roster spot because it's such a great party school it's in Madison. That I should have given my spot to Chris Canty or Michelle Smallman, yes. who would have had fun with it. Yes. Right? But, yeah. So, not a drinker. Never been never been drunk in my entire life. Ever. Ever. Do you want to? No. I have I actually have no interest in it at all. None. I don't so, know. So, no vices. No drinking, no smoking, nothing. I mean, you've seen me eat. I mean, that's, that's certainly that's, a that's, vice. So, eating is your only vice. I'm sure I have other vices, oh, okay. but I mean, eating of those. Again, yeah. we're at the party, CC. We're like, oh, we brought a six pack. Evan's like, I've got a brownie in my bag. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it doesn't no, have anything no. in it. Yeah, I was about to say, like, if you had a brownie, I was like, if you had a brownie, okay. that would be interesting. Chocolate chip cookies are in my bag. Oh, yeah. Like, that's yeah. what you're bringing Again, to maybe the party. A bad example in today's day and age. I love how CC was ready to stay out of this. And then he's like, you know what? Smalls is right on this. Oh, like, What's wrong with you? That just doesn't feel oh, right. Yeah, no, I've never, I've never been a drinker. So, uh, by the way, any uh, waters or any kind of Gatorade, Powerade type things that want to jump on board with us, I'm, I'm your guy. Oh, I'm down for that, yeah. Oh, he's put, down for that, put too. That, put so it right here. Right put, it, put, it, put it right next to our Beaverdale sweatshirt. Right. There we go. Electrolytes. Uh, all right. Important. So yesterday I made a bold statement on this show that I think that this Sunday is going to be Kirk Cousins' last game as a Minnesota Viking. <laughs> and I need to reason with it and back it up and see if you guys agree. But first we need to hear from Kirk Cousins, who was actually, Kirk Cousins, excuse me, who was actually asked about that yesterday. Kirk, is there any scenario where you would waive your no-trade clause before the trade deadline? You know, I'm just very focused on the Bears and going 1-0 this week, and anything else is just not worth my time or energy or attention. Mm. Maybe it should be, but here's here's why I think it could be his last game, all right? So they're 1-4, Minnesota. They're playing a 1-4 Bears team. If somehow, some way, they actually lose that game, they are 1-6, I skipped a number, right? Yeah, well, that's I San, went, that, you got San Francisco. Yeah. There, <laughs> there you they, go. They're going to lose that game. So it's they <laughs> actually, this is a two-game loss that they potentially could have this weekend. Yeah. If you're 1-6 and six and you are then heading into potentially trade deadline time, mm-hmm. you're going nowhere. CeCe has pointed it out a thousand times. If you wanted Kirk Cousins long-term, that would have already happened. It didn't happen. It hasn't happened. So I think if they lose on Sunday, which is a possibility because they don't have Justin Jefferson and the Bears-ish maybe have a little bit of hope. I mean, you were on ESPN 1000 yesterday. Yep. CC, there's with Cap and J. Hood, there's a little bit of hope there. Yep. 
I think if they lose this week, they fall to one and six ultimately, he gone. Yeah, well, let's get back to the question that the reporter asked Kirk. Would he tr- waive his no-trade clause? The answer to that question is yes. <laughs> because Kirk Cousins knows if a mm-hmm. team comes and trades for him before the deadline, the Minnesota Vikings are going to put a premium on that because that team is looking to upgrade and they believe that they have you know aspirations beyond just the regular season for 2023. Which means that there's probably going to be a premium pick involved in absolute multiple picks in a package going back. So if a team is giving all of that up for Kirk Cousins, then they're going to give Kirk Cousins a bag of money. Because there's no way they're going to trade a first and a third or a first and a second, whatever it ends up being. There's no way they would offer that up without having Kirk Cousins under contract long term. So Kirk Cousins is looking for his money. We know the way that this dude negotiates. He's all about it. I think he's made $231 million. 229 of it has been fully guaranteed. Unreal. Which is unreal. But that's where Kirk Cousins is at. He's never turned down a fully guaranteed bag. He's always getting to the fully guaranteed bag. So any team trading for him in the middle of the season would absolutely have to give that up. Now, if you're the Minnesota Vikings, if you if you win this game against the Chicago Bears, could you talk yourself into potentially being a wild card team? Now, I get it. There feels like there are two wild cards that are already decided between the Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. But when you look at the teams that are in contention for that third wild card in the NFC, I mean, the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, the Los Angeles Rams are two and three, the Washington Commanders that are two and three. Maybe you could make the case to yourself if you're the Minnesota Vikings that you can climb back into this thing, knowing that you play in the softest division in the NFC, the NFC North, where really no team outside of Detroit is actually proven. Maybe you look at this as an opportunity where say, you know, we can get our season to turn around. We can get some gimme wins against these teams that haven't quite figured out exactly where they're doing what they're doing. I think that becomes an interesting sidebar. If we're talking about the Minnesota Vikings being able to beat the Chicago Bears on the road this weekend. You just flipped it, though. You, you're spinning it positively now all of a sudden. that You're saying that maybe there's reason behind thinking the exact opposite way that we've all thought all year with this team. Yeah. Do you think they were looking you at, it, at the Lions last no. year? <laughs> no, I don't believe I, I don't Listen, I don't believe it. I, I don't you're believe they it. could be thinking that. They could be thinking but that. But you're saying they shouldn't they be thinking shouldn't that. They shouldn't be thinking that. No. They could be thinking <laughs> They shouldn't be thinking that. You have to have some self-awareness in this situation, right? I mean, sure, they could say, look at the Lions last year. They started, what, one and six and then yeah. went on that stretch, and they were able to put themselves in a better position. Clearly, that 13-4 and four last season was a bit of fool's gold. Yeah. And they're sitting there at one and four. Justin Jefferson is going to be gone at least a month. Back in 2022, the front office dubbed it a, quote, competitive rebuild. This team's not competitive. No. You need to take that out of the equation. If you're going to rebuild, the best way to do that and put yourself in a position to find success moving forward is to Get what you can for Kirk Cousins because some organization is going to give you a lot for him. A lot? Well, not a lot, but well, you're going to get a first round pick. Yeah, you're going to get you're going to get a first round pick plus. It'll be yeah, first round pick for sure. And then you're talking about maybe a mid round pick added on to that. It's it's not just going to be peanuts for Kirk Cousins. Oh no, I don't think peanuts. But I I would be surprised if it was a first round pick. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be, no. In season, that's no. season. But that would happen. It's a, a desperate team. That, that, well, a well, desperate but, team. But, but here's the thing. If you're paying for – in season, there are limited options in terms of upgrading the quarterback position. Right. So if you're going to offload Kirk Cousins, you've got to give a team a reason. You've got to give the Minnesota Vikings good reason to go ahead and trade him. It's going to be a first-round pick at a minimum if you're moving Kirk Cousins. 
I think it would be a first-round pick plus just because of the desperation of a team that would be trading for him. There's not going to be a team out there trading for Kirk Cousins that doesn't think that they can make the playoffs. And if Kirk Cousins is the difference between you being in a tournament and not being in a tournament, first-round pick plus seems like it would be worth it. All right, coming up, there's one player who believes people are faking it when it comes to the tush push. Next on Sportsmanlike. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2. Listen to us on all of our great ESPN stations across the country, including Beaver Dam, 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam, sending us the swag. You can out there as well. We appreciate it. We want to rock all of the station gear that we're on all across the country, Sirius XM Channel 80 and the ESPN app. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey um, host the New Heights podcast. And this has gotten a lot of play this week, or all weeks, basically, mm-hmm. because of the prominence of Travis with, of course, his play and Taylor Swift. Also, Jason, who comparatively may actually be better than Travis, like Jason Kelsey, we almost sleep on no, no, because we sleep on how good Tra- he is. Travis is in the conversation for greatest tight end of all time. Mm-hmm. Jason is not in the conversation for greatest center of all time. He's pretty damn good though. Hall of Fame? Oh yeah, for sure. Both of them? Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's pretty impressive for sure. in itself. For sure. No yeah, doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. So I, I just saying we sleep on Jason's ability also, but the tush push has become a brotherly shove, a big topic of conversation. It went from is it too easy? Is it going to cause injuries? Like CC has said, to now everybody's talking about the idea of it could be banned this offseason. Well, Jason Kelsey had an interesting take as to why it could be banned this offseason. Let's take a listen, courtesy of the New Heights Pod. 
there really haven't been that many injuries on this play. Yeah. But if there's a way that this play is going to be outlawed, this is how it's going to be. This is it, yeah. Yeah. yeah and what I'm worried about is if I'm a defensive coach, any of these that I can like have a guy like go up limp on because I'm planning ahead for next year to try and stop offenses, I'm telling you, I swear, I guarantee guys are going to start faking injuries. It's going to start off minor injuries at first, but they're already thinking about how can we get this outlawed for next season? Because that's all they're doing. They're just complaining, and now guys are going to start faking injuries just like they fake injuries in situations to stop you from going bolt, and it's nonsense. It's not a, it's not a play that has been historically a higher injury chance. Okay, I... So people like Smalls and I, we got like I, we hear faking injuries. We're like, yeah. oh come on, is that does that happen? No, what, what Jason is referring to is when offenses try to go no huddle. There are players on the defensive side of the ball that will you know grab a leg and act like they're cramping up or something, and they have to call an injury timeout just to allow the defense, the other ten guys, to get settled. That is a very different thing than what Jason is bringing up in terms of potentially happening because the NFL PA, which is the players union and the NFL are going to get together and conduct a study throughout the remainder of the season when it comes to the injury rate on plays that involve the tush push relative to other plays that happen in the game. I don't think players are going to fake an injury just so the NFL PA and the NFL ban this play. That's absolutely ridiculous. There's too much at stake in terms of a player's career when you talk about faking an injury. And I got to give a little bit of credit to the competition committee and credit to the NFL PA that they would be able to recognize the difference between an injury that can keep a guy away from sport for a significant period of time, maybe the remainder of the game, maybe missing multiple games. I got to believe that they can identify that as a result of the tush push, as opposed to what Jason is saying happens when teams try to go no huddle offense, I think there's a completely different um, there's a completely different aspect to this where he's not thinking about it. I just don't see players deciding that they're going to fake an injury and take away reps in the games, take away opportunities for them to be on the field for their team, potentially taking away opportunities for their career just to send a message to the NFLPA about how dangerous that play could potentially be. It almost felt like Jason was suggesting, and I could be taking this out of context or incorrectly, that coaches would suggest to a that's, player. That's what I took it Hey, as. if you know, fake it a little bit in preparation for next year. That's well, how I took what he was saying. I could be wrong, though. Because they've been so successful with this play. 88% success rate. They've run the play 43 times. They've converted a first down or scored a touchdown 38 times. Other teams have I have tried- no recollection of them being stopped five times, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I don't, I don't, yeah, that's just I don't But 88% success rate is what, what I have. And I know that if, if they have found a clever way to yep. legally exploit uh, the rules and you know find sure. success, the opposition is having the same conversations. If the competition committee is not going to ban this, how are we going to stop it? Well, here's the other part to this, too. The Giants tried to run this against the Seattle Seahawks, and they got a couple of their guys hurt, including their second-round pick, John Michael Schmidt. So is John, John Michael Schmidt faking an injury? He's on the offensive side of the ball. They're the ones that benefit from the current rules that allow the tush-push. So, again, I, I, I give the PA and the competition committee a little more credit than Jason Kelsey does. Now, maybe there are coaches out there that will potentially suggest doing this. I just I just don't see players being on board with it because there's so much at stake. And and quite frankly, guys, if we're being honest, this play is very similar to 
the field goal extra point block that used to happen a little over a decade ago when linebackers and safeties would come behind defensive linemen and push them into the offensive line and trying to block the field goal. The NFL outlawed that. The competition committee banned it because they said it was a player safety issue. I don't understand how it's a player safety issue in that instance and everybody can be on board with it and it's not a player safety issue when we're talking about guys that are off the line of scrimmage literally pushing the quarterback into the offensive line, into the defensive front. I, I just it It's actually feels, more of a player safety fe- issue it now. Feels like a, it feels like a dangerous, dangerous play, mm-hmm. and I'm worried about the escalation of that play, right? Because if defenses, as, as currently constituted with their formations, can't stop it, they're going to think of something else. So could we see linebackers and safeties now pushing defensive linemen into the offensive linemen that are being pushed by the quarterback and by – running backs and tight ends behind them. I just think that it's going to keep – at some point somebody has to step in and say, okay, this is enough because it's going to keep evolving, it's going to keep escalating, and we could be talking about something that's really, really dangerous. And now as a result, if, God forbid, a guy gets hurt on the tush push on the defensive side, we're going to assume he's faking it because of Jason Kelsey. And he yeah. may not be. Or it'll at least be a conversation. Right. We're going to say, oh, well, okay, is Chris Canty really hurt or is he faking it because he wants it stopped for next year or something like that, right? That's kind of where our mind is going to go on this. You're saying it's not going to happen. So like, I, I'm just curious, uh, how does Jason Kelsey see this going, though? Is it like faking the injury after the play happens and then the guy coming in a few plays later? I don't know. I don't know. Like, like, because you're not going to lay down yeah, during yeah, a play. Yeah, exactly. Because it's going to be a lot it's, easier to get in the end zone. Exactly. That's, that's the part that's confusing to me. I, I don't know. I don't know. But he was pretty confident in the way in which he was saying that. That's for sure. Uh, coming up, has one QB proven he's the guy, at least for this season? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.